Today on The Real Life Girl, we are exploring how to juggle faith, family, and career, and what to do when things get tough. Welcome back to The Real Life Girl, or welcome if you are new. My name is Bianca, and I am your host, and today we are talking about how to effectively balance faith, family, and career amongst life's chaos, and what to do when life cannot give you a break. I have the perfect story to go along with today's episode topic, and this was way back when I was in high school. Also, not me acting like I didn't just graduate a month ago. I don't know why I'm like talking about this as if I'm like this seasoned old professional but this was I I guess one I would say very recent back in my senior year the last class that I needed to take to graduate was my statistics and probability class and this was the hardest class I've ever taken in any of my school years ever mostly because math is not my forte it's really not my taste I'm not a mathematician or a math whiz so it wasn't unusual for me to take more than usual time to dedicate to this class and my assignments and coursework on this specific day I knew knew that I needed to complete an exam that was about 15 to 20 questions long but because this was a you know harder subject for me it usually took me about two to three hours to finish this exam and it was due that day. It was honestly on me for waiting until the last possible day to do this exam and on this particular day I also had to show up at work a little bit earlier than usual. Being that this exam was due pretty early throughout the day I created a system where I could get up at around 4 a.m. make some coffee and start my exam at 4 30 a.m giving me enough time to work through the problems and submit it by at least 7 30 and then have quite a lot of time to start getting ready for work and get myself to my office on time so I started my exam and I started to stumble on questions slowly but surely and it happened and little by little it was 7 o'clock 7 15 7 30 8 o'clock I was way behind schedule I was tense I was nervous I was shaking and I finally just press submitted and it was not my best work I think I maybe scored like a D or an F it just it was it was awful and I was late to work I got to work maybe at around 9 30. Thankfully I was able to make up my exam and I explained to my teacher you know at that time I was just under a lot of pressure and although that lesson was hard for me to learn because of the experience I learned that I did not have an effective balance or division between school work and family life. I didn't understand that it was not normal to think about work and projects and things that I had to do while at the dinner table or hanging out with my family. And with my mind all over the place, I didn't have an effective life balance and honestly was not at the best emotional state that I could have been at. So today, as we dive into how to effectively balance faith, family, and career amongst life storms, we also talk about how to keep God in the center, which honestly is such a plus. I know for me, it's just so hard to keep my faith at the center at times, but when I take into account that when my relationship with God is good, everything else just falls into place, it suddenly becomes more important and more of a priority to me. Because let's be honest, if you're not slaying as a holy girl, it's like, what are we even doing here? So for me, I just love that. I love being able to put God at the center and just having that in my life is always so important. When I knew that my schedule needed quite a bit of change, I was able to take the first step into doing this, which is number one, assessing my responsibilities. I created an effective method that worked for me personally that I call the list and schedule method that includes two steps. Number one, listing out your responsibilities and number two, scheduling your responsibilities into your schedule. When you list out your responsibilities, you sit down with a paper, some pens, pencils, and you list out each responsibility that takes up time throughout your week. Maybe this is picking up your siblings every day from practice or grooming the dog, the number of classes you're taking or the hours you're working. When you list out those responsibilities, you then 
schedule those responsibilities into your schedule. For example, if you're picking up your siblings every Wednesday from practice, or you're grooming the dog every other Saturday, or the number of classes you're taking, you're maybe going to class twice a week, three times a week, you're maybe working part-time 15 to 20 hours, whatever those schedules and those responsibilities include, scheduling them into your schedule will give you a good idea on what's taking place throughout your week and a confident feeling about your schedule, knowing that you're organized and knowing that you know what's going on. One of my college classes, actually, we had an assignment on evaluating a student's schedule um, and we were given a sample student's schedule and they had so many things going on. And this was not a real person. This was like all, you know, theoretical. And um, this girl was like going to at least eight extracurriculars every single week. She had so many volunteer opportunities, um, you know, different shifts at work, hanging out with different friends, so many study breaks, but such minimal time for sleep or personal tasks. The assignment was what to say to this student. You know, if you were sitting, you know, one on one with this student, what would you say to her? What's what the what would be the advice that you would give her when it comes to managing her time effectively and avoiding burnout and, you know, not overworking or overwhelming herself? In my response, I explained my method of the list and schedule method, and I practically blushed as a lot of people in my class found it helpful. So I would say that I'm quite the expert at organization. No, I'm kidding. But I do consider myself quite the organizational freak. Like I thrive off of structure, having a game plan, a routine, to-do lists, and that's just me. But having just a little structure can be very helpful to your day-to-day, -day, which leads me into my next talking point, which is number two, developing a good structure. Now I'm not talking about building a house or, you know, getting into architecture, anything like that, but rather the importance of having a really good routine that works for everyone. And I'll give you an example of how things run in my life. In my household, my family and I have dinner together every single night at around 6.30 p.m. And this time is crucial because we chat about our day-to-day, -day, any important info, the fun things that happened, all while maintaining close relationships and transparency with one another. My family and I, like, we're very close to each other and that's always pretty much how it's been. I've always shared everything with my parents and, you know, we're all very honest with each other and I enjoy that. And naturally, I want to maintain that. As part of our routine, you know, I tidy up the kitchen post dinner and I take my laptop to my room and I'll just like work on a couple things for the real life girl while my folks start up the TV in their room. Following that, we say goodnight to each other and then off to bed we go at around 9 p.m. What I just described is a routine that works for us based on our responsibilities, our obligations, and what we prefer to spend our time doing in our spare time. I say that to say that number one, every family is different. And so the question remains, how did we establish this routine with every single thing that every person has going on? As an example for my mother, it was very important for her, for all of us to have dinner with no phones as a family. And I remember to this day, my mom voicing that concern saying, guys, we should make it a point to have at least, you know, three to four family dinners every single week. And so we tried this activity. And instead of just committing to it four times a week, we ended up really enjoying it. And we've stuck to it for a long time for, I mean, four to five years. And as every family is different, I encourage you to communicate with your family about the desires that you all have when it comes to family time, personal time, family dinners, and traditions. And in case you have trouble approaching this situation, here's an effective way to not only communicate with your family, but also to receive the same in return. 
I want you to sit down with your family and each person name one thing that they really want to see more out of their crew. This could be more family dinners, more game nights, more quality time with one another, whatever it is, voice those concerns and be able to communicate with one another. When I think about my family, I mean, family dinners are so, it's just a big part of what we are and who we are. And had my mom not voiced that concern, we probably wouldn't have family dinners all the time. If you keep up with me and my family on Instagram, I mean, I'm always sharing like meal prep ideas, things I'm doing for dinner. And I may not share, you know, the parts that I have dinner with my family, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. And so for us, it's always been very important to have that quality time together. Otherwise, how will we remain in the loop with one another or close with one another? I believe that when it comes to family relationships, you genuinely have to have a deep understanding of each other. And part of that is devoting your time and attention to one another. Even when it's inconvenient, even when it's hard, even when you're mad and annoyed and you hate each other, that time is something that you'll always want to have, even when it doesn't seem like it. Our routine can definitely look different, you know, a year from now, two years from now, and so on. But that's why I feel it's so important to get in touch with one another so that way we can all develop a routine that works for us. Even if you're living on your own, if you're living with a partner, whatever your situation is, having a routine that not only works for yourself, but works for others and allows everyone to harmonize and just be a happy, healthy family is so beautiful. I've always said that if you don't own your schedule, your schedule will own you. And a big Big part of this is not having a good structure that benefits every single person. And of course, not everyone can be happy, but I think that when the majority is happy, when a lot of people thrive and, you know, thrive off of having a good organized mixture of, you know, fun and laughter, but also, okay, we got to get this done and we got to get this accomplished. I think that that is such a good recipe for every family to be able to thrive off of. Step number three to effectively balancing faith, family, and career is to set your boundaries. I attend church every single Sunday, Bible study every Monday, and Starbucks every week or so. Like lately it's been kind of like on and off, but I've been a little bit more consistent in my game. And these are three activities out of the week that give me opportunities to one, get in the Lord's presence and feed my faith. Number two, decompress and unwind. And number three, engage and keep up with my gal pals and hang out with them. Before I begin to engage in these activities, I made it a point to fill my family in on them, why I was participating, why they were were important and what the purpose behind these activities were. And with that, I made it clear to my family that while I love them, I cherish them, I will literally lay down my life for them, I would be unavailable during these activities. And obviously there are technicalities like, you know, emergencies that happen or if a family thing comes up. But most of the time, these are things that are set in stone into my planner and schedule that are like really hard for me to negotiate or like move around because they're important to me and I value them. One thing I want to make clear is that your boundaries are to be protected and not stepped on. You are not a door. Format. And let me repeat that. Your boundaries are to be protected and not stepped on. You are not a doormat and your time deserves to be respected. And if you don't feel that way, I strongly encourage you to reevaluate your journey to health and wellness and spiritual wellness. Because if you don't have boundaries, if you don't respect your time, it's very hard to accomplish your goals in those areas. Boundaries can be many different things, like how many hours you work throughout the day, the middle of the day, or throughout the night, or your traditional mani-pedi that just has to happen monthly, or the time with your girlfriends that you cherish every two weeks when you guys meet for brunch. Whatever it may be, I strongly encourage you to list out your responsibilities that will take some or most of your time and be clear and firm and state that you will not be available during these times and let yourself have those moments to yourself. 
I'm definitely the person that is tempted to freak out or I just completely shut down when spontaneous things happen or changes arise, but it's been helpful for me to embrace that things will genuinely come up and chaos will happen. It's almost like something that doesn't even scare me anymore because life is life and nothing is perfect. Like I promise you so many things wouldn't exist if life were to be perfect. So rather than me running away from that truth of things may happen, I just accept it as things do happen. My schedule does get thrown off a little bit but that's okay but it's not rude to make time for yourself and if we're starting to see someone think about if you were starting to see someone in your life whether that be romantically platonically and you'd make all the time in the world for them without questions and you do that naturally so why is it that we have trouble doing the same exact thing for ourselves because if you don't have a good relationship with yourself you can't expect to nurture a better relationship with others it's kind of like the thing that people say where you can't love someone properly if you don't love yourself properly first I totally believe that that same notion applies here to where if you're not regularly nurturing your relationship with yourself, making time for self-care, making time to get your hair done, your nails done, whatever it is, even if it's not those things, you cannot expect to have a nurturing, loving, and enjoyable relationship with others. And not only is it helpful to set aside time for yourself, but to also set aside time for the Lord and to put Jesus first in your life. There's one thing you know about this podcast or if you know about me, y'all know we're going to bring Jesus into the conversation. There's just not one podcast episode that you can listen to that you just can't expect to hear about God. I'm sorry. I have to be that person because I am a Jesus freak. I love the Lord and I'm just so passionate about teaching other women to put him first in their lives. And I think a big part of that is because I didn't really understand how to put Jesus first. I didn't understand what it meant to put your Bible before your phone, what it meant to revert all your attention to the Lord and give him your complete undivided attention. Especially when life is like pulling you in all different directions and so many people want your eyes on them. It's just so hard, but no matter how hard it gets, I can't express the importance of just putting Jesus first in every area. The key rules that I've been following recently is number one, praying all the time when you're getting ready, when you're driving, before meetings, anything like that. Number two, placing your Bible before your phone. If your phone is the first thing you pick up in the morning, how do you expect to grow in your faith? And number three, worship is not just on Sundays, but every single day in so many different activities. And that can be watering the plants, that can be doing well in your schoolwork. You can worship God in so many ways, not just his house. Earlier today on Instagram, I saw this reel about, you know, this kid and he's like such a little kid and someone's asking him, you know, like, how do you stay confident? How do you stay, you know, higher, I guess, when hard times happen? And he just says, like, I'm confident, like, I am enough, I'm cute enough, I am courageous, I'm bold, I'm brave, I'm strong. And I was like, you know, like, one of my friends sent me that, and I was like, me? After I read my Bible. Like, I feel like after I read my Bible, and I worship the Lord, and I put him first, that I genuinely change as a person. That I, like, I'm, I don't feel mean, I don't feel insecure, I don't feel like I have low self-esteem, or that I'm not confident. I feel beautiful, I feel like I'm the Lord's creation, I feel like I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And y'all, that is just the Holy Spirit. Like when the Holy Spirit strikes in your Bible reading, when the Holy Spirit strikes in your worship sessions, when you're putting Jesus first actively, it just is so like breathtaking. It honestly takes my breath away all the time to see the Lord work in my life. Even when I'm not putting my best foot forward all the time, the Lord never fails. Like God is always faithful to come through even when we aren't. 
like I do so many things and like there's just so much that takes up my day you know I am a student I am a full-time content creator who runs a ministry I am working like it's honestly a lot on top of balancing family and career hence why I found it so valuable to make this episode because everyone has so much going on and it was just so hard for me to balance all that but I've realized that over time when I put Jesus first when I seek him first that he makes my path straight and he just makes his plans good for me and his word says that like and I think that's so powerful and I've seen that you know live out in my actual life and on the days when I'm not putting Jesus first I notice that just things start to shift and not in the way that I like but when I'm putting Jesus first everything just somehow falls into place seamlessly and that's just the Holy Spirit like nobody can take that place because I mean ultimately God is on the throne and you can keep him on the throne when you continuously put him first into intentionally. The fifth way to effectively balance these areas into your life is to number five, use every career resource available to you. For my girlies who work and create content or you work and you take care of the family or you work and you're just doing the best that you can, use absolutely everything available to you. And these can be so many different things. For example, taking breaks throughout your day. I remember in my previous job, I sucked at taking breaks. I would often take breaks at my desk and little by little, I was like starting to work through lunch on a break that I wasn't even paid for. And if I could go back to tell myself to just take advantage of those breaks and call my family and call my friends and just take a breather. And another thing could be taking your PTO and other parts of your compensation and doing your research on any services that your company may provide, such as counseling, support groups, etc. But do your research and allow yourself to take advantage of every resource you can. You'd be surprised at how many resources that you can find. For example, like my insurance company sometimes and most of the time allows you to like arrange medical like transportation for yourself, like on the way to appointments. And, you know, if you have to go to like consultations, whatever it is, a lot of the time, like insurance companies will like organize that or the insurance that you may receive from work or anything else like that. And I didn't even find that out on my own. Like my mom told me about that and I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. Like she put me in my place because I didn't do my research. And so I just wish that I was able to look back and like take advantage of these opportunities as much as possible, which is why I share this with you to look into any insurance plans you have, any dental plans, anything like that. Most of the time there's always like really funky things that insurance will do because, you know, it's literally like part of the bill that you pay, but I mean, you know, sometimes we just don't look into that. And so doing your research and finding every resource that you can use for your benefit can be so helpful. Life is hard and it's hard to balance each and every area. So when you can get all the help that you can, why not? That was a lot to take in. And so that's why I want to remind you to give yourself grace whenever you can. More often than not, I'm very hard on myself when it comes to my body image, when it comes to the things that I accomplished or didn't accomplish. For example, like today, I was supposed to podcast like a lot earlier and I just had to do so many things with like school and you know, I was just trying to get a lot of things done, especially in my family life. Like I wanted to visit my grandma because I hadn't seen her. And then I'm like trying to juggle as much course load as I can because that like it was just that kind of day. And I really meant to podcast like earlier today around 3 p.m. It's about 10 p.m. And I like really wanted to go to sleep. I wanted to just chill. 
trying to like juggle all my assignments and like course load because it was genuinely that kind of day that day where everything is just like all over the place and I was supposed to podcast like around 3 p.m and now it's like 10 p.m which I was you know kind of bummed about and I was so hard on myself and beating myself up about it and not saying nice things so I had a moment to myself and when I do talk to myself, it's like I'm literally talking to myself. Like I will literally say like, Bianca, hush, you need to like stop being dramatic. Like I will literally say that because that's how do I, you know, get through to myself. And I had to realize that things will come up and that storms will strike and chaos will occur. And that includes schedule changes and plans falling through and so much of that. Instead of fighting it, you can learn to embrace it. Embrace that again, life will bring storms. Sometimes life will just continue to beat you down and not give you a break and that is okay. And instead of trying to fight the uncontrollable, you can instead just embrace it and say, all right, well, these are the cards I'm dealt with and you can choose how to play those cards. That was my take on how to effectively balance faith, family, and career. And there's just so much to this because it can be so hard but rewarding at the same time. And that's why I want to hear what y'all thought of this episode. Let me know of anything that you may have found helpful or anything that I may have missed because I know that this is such a big and colossal topic that even I myself, I'm, I'm really trying to master. Like I've had a lot of my friends tell me like, man, your life is just together. And that honestly could not be farther from the truth I'm telling you right now said this before but even the people who wake up at 5 a.m do not always have it together i think that's like a big misconception but i'm here to tell you that i mean i'm a hot mess at times i wake up early and still things get out of control and that is okay friend i enjoyed chatting with you today and with that i will see you in the next episode